Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When there are an infinite amount of female struggles, you decide to do a podcast about them. Emma Jo, Real Davis, and in each episode of this podcast, I take a subject by the horns and rip it to shreds. This is the podcast that isn't afraid to talk about any struggle you've had as a woman, from struggling with your body image. You do get some people commenting, saying, like, you look like a man and women shouldn't look like this. And actually, I love it when I've got a six pack. To wondering whether marriage is the right thing for you. To say that I'm committing myself to you for the rest of my life until my last breath... That just seems like a really stupid thing to say. So even having a cervical smear test. I need to yeah. take my trousers and my knickers off. Yeah. Ooh. Let me know if it hurts. Oh, blimey. That wasn't the end of the world. And that's it. Done. Oh my gosh, is that it? I'm in shock at how easy it was. This is The Female Struggle Is Real. I am so excited about this episode. Hello, welcome to The Female Struggle Is Real, the International Women's Day special episode. I'm actually feeling a little bit overwhelmed at the moment um, because when I decided I was going to do this episode, I put out a couple of tweets, a Facebook post about uh, you guys sending me some messages about women that inspire you in your life. Um, I thought maybe I'd get, you know, a few, like a handful. um, And I've just been absolutely, uh, like I say, overwhelmed with the response which is just so lovely, not just for my podcast, which I'm really, really grateful for, but also that there are so many women out there that inspire you. And, you know, this is the perfect day to talk about them, to talk about these women that have really made a difference to your life. Um, So thank you so much if you have sent in a little message about a particular woman you love. You'll be hearing those throughout the podcast. Um, And of course, keep them coming. I still love hearing them. I'll drop them into other episodes. So please, please send them to me, thefemalestruggle at gmail.com. You can also tweet me at mjorealdavis. I'm going to be talking about some women that particularly inspire me in my life. Um, But I thought, first of all, we should start with something pretty important. I love International Women's Day, but... The one thing that grinds my gears, and I know it will do for a lot of you as well, is that idiot in the office or that arsehole on Twitter who will always say, why isn't there an International Men's Day? Oh, 
God. It's just the most irritating thing. I mean, I honestly can't believe I'm even wasting breath talking about it. It's so annoying. But I think it is important, um, as well as celebrating the fabulous women in our life, to discuss why we still need an International Women's Day, why it is a thing, why Thursday, the 8th of March, is so key in the year. Over the last 12 months, so many things have happened that we could talk about uh, for International Women's Day. Um, Of course, the biggest one probably being the sexual assault scandal uh, started in Hollywood with obviously Harvey Weinstein. um, And then it was revealed it was going on behind the scenes in Westminster uh, with the MPs. Then the President's Club uh, was disclosed and everyone found out about that. The BBC Equal Pay Debate, which we'll come to a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, But of course, all these things are all linked to our attitudes being different to women than they are to men. Lindsay Hipgrave is a sports presenter and uh, she presents on Talk Sports. And um, this happened to her only this week. Let's get Gareth on the phone. Hello, Gareth. Hello, love. Hi, Gareth. What's your thoughts about this, love? I think they should attack him. His apology isn't enough. Do you think it's it's gone no, too I'm, far? Uh, excuse me, darling. I, I'm uh, a all Liverpool right, you don't fan. need to call me, darling. I'm not. I'm a Liverpool done. fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, the fact is, love. Uh, back in eighty. Uh, Gareth, do you know what? Because C- you can't speak to me properly, I- I'm going to sack your call off, love. But there you go. Now, a lot of people didn't really understand why this was uh, such a big issue. And um, as a radio presenter myself, I like to think that if I were in Lindsay's position, I would have done a similar thing. I uh, absolutely detest it when anyone calls me love or darling in that sort of manner. Um, And I think Lindsay actually got quite a lot of backlash um, about cutting um, Gareth off. But she tweeted... Seems to be an awful lot of people missing the point. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. Genuine terms of endearment are lovely, but the, excuse me, darling, was just condescending. And that is precisely why we need an International Women's Day. On a more positive note, here are some of the lovely messages uh, that you've sent in about women that inspire you. My name's Jo Fisher. I'm a writer and editor. I'm originally from Kent. This International Women's Day, I'm celebrating the amazing women in my life, in my family and my friendship groups, my mum, my sister, my nan, my aunts, my cousins and my best friends. However, I'm also celebrating the amazing work by female writers. One of my favourites is Caitlin Moran, whose fiery words always inspire me and motivate me to write more and to write better and to write from my heart. My name's Sarah Gregg. I am an entrepreneur and founder of The Power to reinvent an organization that helps people achieve their goals in less time and i am from belfast in northern ireland a woman who really inspires me is a bit more modern it's marie forleo she's an entrepreneur and creator of her own multi-million dollar personal development company the reason marie inspires me it's because she's unapologetically a smart empowered female who is great at business not a shoulder padded suit in sight And I think it's really important moving forward that more women in the entrepreneurial space inspire each other and lift each other up and encourage each other to go out there and create their own businesses. Because when women support each other, the most incredible things happen. Hello, my name is Chloé and I live in Embrun in France. And the woman that inspired me the most are Sonora Minderwell and Rupi Kaur. These two women are true to who they are and it seems that they are not afraid about what people think about them and that's beautiful. 
My name's Hart Mann. I'm an IT bid director. The woman that most inspires me is actually my mother, uh, Paul Mann. In the early 70s, uh, she met my father. They got married in Kenya and shortly after moved over to the UK. Had no friends, family, job, you know, completely foreign land to her. A couple of years later, my brother was born, but uh, when he was one years old, he contracted a severe form of meningitis. Unfortunately, it left him with severe learning difficulties, um, you know, mentally uh, handicapped. Uh, he can't talk. Uh, he needs constant care. Uh, he's now 40 odd and uh, he lives at home. My mum's been the rock to help uh, bring him up uh, and myself. You know, really sort of um, ha has been the, the mainstay uh, in terms of making sure uh, my brother has a um, as perfectly healthy and, and normal life as is possible given his uh, lack of capability. She's constantly trying to help other people um, selflessly uh, yet she's also you know, trying to look after my brother as well so she definitely is someone uh, that would inspire many I'm Abby and I study physics at Cardiff University. A woman who is truly inspirational to me is my university tutor, Annabel Cartwright. Annabel was part of the company Oxford Metrics, who created the first system in the world to link cameras to computers to create the technology of motion capture. You know when you see behind the scenes of movies such as Avatar and see the actors wearing those funny suits with the white bubbles on and then on screen they become an animation? Well, that process is motion capture and is what Annabel helped create. This technology was first used on the movie Titanic and has since been used in countless video games and films such as Gladiator and Star Wars. Annabel has also been a government cabinet office advisor. She gained a PhD while raising her children and is now a university physics professor. Annabel has been so successful in a field traditionally dominated by men. And this is an inspiration to women like me who are pursuing a career in technology and science. When I was receiving those messages, um, a lot of you would email me or message me on Twitter and say, I literally don't know who to choose. Like I have so much choice. Um, and, you know, now it's my turn. I feel exactly the same. I mean, obviously, uh, my mum, uh, my grandma, my sister, I'm so, so lucky to have all of them in my life. Um, in their own way, they've all done things that have completely inspired me. Now, I don't want to be a cliche, but having watched The Crown on Netflix, I have truly realised what an incredible woman the Queen is. Um, I'm not really a royalist. I never really was particularly bothered about The Queen, if I'm honest, um, before I started watching The Crown. It's a brilliant drama, by the way. If you haven't had a chance to see it yet, please go and watch it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, but you know, the Queen, she's she's literally just this young woman, um, completely unexpectedly thrust into the role of our Queen. And suddenly she finds herself having dealings with the most powerful men in the whole country. You know, all of the prime ministers, all of the top ministers, the heads of the church um, and other leaders from around the world as well. One of my favourite scenes uh, in The Crown is where the Queen summons Lord Salisbury to meet her. Um, he really is the embodiment of male, pale and stale, Lord Salisbury. And <laughs> basically, he's made this mistake of completely underestimating the Queen um, and has been caught attempting to deceive her. And she absolutely shuts him down. It has come to my attention that for a period of time last week, my Prime Minister was incapacitated. And the Foreign Secretary too. And that you colluded in keeping that information from me. You're, you're no, it is not my job to govern, but it is my job to ensure proper governance. But how can I do that if my ministers lie and plot and hide the truth from me? You have prevented me 
from doing my duty. You have hampered and bamboozled the proper functioning of the crown. Yes, Queen! Um, I know it's a drama, but my God, what a woman. My name's Hannah from Southampton and my inspirational woman is my grandma and she was one of the first women to train to be a doctor in the UK and she faced so much adversity. You know, people bullying her at school to the extent she even made the front page of the local newspaper. I'm Sally Jensen and I'm a project coordinator at an environmental NGO based in London. My inspirational woman is Berta Cáceres, who was a Honduran environmental activist and an indigenous leader who was shot to death in 2016 uh, for her work to defend the Lenk people habitat and their rights, for which she won the Goldman Prize. Uh, I feel that women in the developing world are disproportionately impacted by environmental problems and majorly sidelined in activist movements. They don't have the same corporate appeal that nice, lovely white men do, and so they're more likely to fight hard for what they believe. Berta really dedicated her life to the protection of natural resources and our beautiful, fragile planet, and ultimately paid with her life. I'm Thomas, and I go to the Portsmouth Grammar School and study history, Latin and drama. A woman I find inspiring is Stacey Dooley, the documentary maker. She is a really inspirational person who proves that women can be as successful as men. She's a keen feminist and just released a book, Stacey on the Frontline. She won't take no for an answer and will fight for her rights. My name's Claire and I'm an independent theatre producer based in London. My inspirational woman that I've chosen is someone called Dr Helena Graham, who is a history teacher based in Essex, where I'm originally from. I think that she's a little bit of an unsung hero, especially faced with the kind of cuts to the education system and what it is to be a young woman today. Helena is an incredible person who has continued to be Uh, an important woman in my life after school. She is a fascinating woman who has spent her life dedicated to uh, teaching others, giving back and encouraging other young women to go out there and find their own paths. Um, One of my favourite stories about uh, Helena is that when we were at school we used to run mock elections but the thing was that she didn't let her own political beliefs cloud what was going on in the school and with the election system. One of her favourite catchphrases was apathy is not an option uh, which I still stand by today and will stay with me for the rest of my life. She has impacted on the lives of thousands of young women. I bet they'll all have an anecdote about a lesson with Dr Gray. She believes that young women should have a voice and that as long as you're articulate about your opinions, then that's fine because apathy really isn't an option. My name is J. Keisha Gordon. I'm a fashion beauty photographer from London. I have been asked today to think of a woman that inspires me. And I think I am going to probably say my mum. She is a single mother who brought me up to be amazing. Um, She's worked the majority of her life and now she's retired and she's just living life. If I could be half the woman she is when I'm older, I think I would have done something just as successful as her. She's always encouraged me to be my creative self and to reach my highest goals. So for that, I choose my mother. As both a feminist and a lover of pop music, I sometimes find myself in this sort of weird state of conflict where um, I absolutely love Little Mix. um, But then part of me is like, are they doing the right thing for women by being in tiny outfits? But then also, you know, 
they're wearing what they want and I don't know I find it all like very confusing I basically haven't got an opinion I can't I can't decide um what I believe is the right thing to do. And popular culture um, is a very weird one. Obviously, there are lots of incredibly famous young women that have risen to the top um, through things like X Factor and, uh, you know, other reality TV shows. Um, A lot of young women come from the Disney Channel, um, like Ariana Grande. I admire her so, so much because um, having her following... She must find it really, really difficult knowing what to do sometimes. You know, it's so, it must be so difficult when you're under immense pressure from your record label and from your management team telling you to look a certain way and wear certain clothes um, and sing about certain things. And yet then she'll go and do a radio interview and absolutely boss feminism. If you could use makeup or your phone one last time, which one would you pick? Is this what you think girls have trouble choosing between? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Is this men assuming that that's what girls would have to choose between? Can you really go anywhere without your cell phone? Yes. How long can you go without looking at Twitter? Many hours. You need a little brushing up on equality over here. (laughs) So she absolutely puts those guys in their place, right? And okay, it's not the most uh, serious and in-depth, you know, uh, feminism debate that's ever been. But you have to remember Ariana Grande um, has 118 million Instagram followers. You know, I reckon, what, 70% of those are probably female. Imagine hearing that from your absolute idol, Ariana Grande, and knowing that it's okay, uh, you know, to choose between other things apart from your cell phone um, or makeup. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Up. So I think as a role model for young women in particular, um, she absolutely aces it. My name's Rebecca Smith. I'm from Reading and I'm currently a policy officer working in the civil service. For International Women's Day, it would be remiss not to mention the suffragettes. One of them who inspires me is Princess Sophia. She was a prominent Asian suffragette in the United Kingdom in the early 1900s. She was the daughter of a Maharaja and goddaughter to Queen Victoria. And yet she leads this march where they're kettled by policemen, where they throw these women against walls and use sexual violence against them. Imagine then, Sophia, a five foot one 
one princess diving out between a policeman who was abusing this unknown suffragette woman and shoves the policeman off. She was so famous that the policeman panics and tries to disappear, but she follows him to get the number off his epaulette. As a result of this, not one woman is charged in court because Sophia's testimony would be so damning that they weren't allowed to give any evidence. She stood alone as she had agency. Other Indian women were voiceless and they were immigrants and looked on with scorn. But despite having everything and could stand to lose everything, she made enemies of Churchill, of George V and many others. The amount that she gave to the cause was a pretty extraordinary thing. My name is Katie Ann. I'm 15 years old. I go to Brookfield Community School in Southampton. My inspiration is my tutor, Miss Dade. She tells me anything that I want to be, I'm able to achieve. My name's Phoebe Brown. I'm a project manager for an aerospace company and I'm also an outdoor blogger, so you can come follow me on Instagram. And I'm based in Lancashire in the northwest. A woman that's inspired me. I have always been fascinated by a picture I saw of a young woman called Margaret Hamilton stood next to a huge pile of books. Okay, I haven't done the image justice, and you're probably thinking, what the heck? But what if I told you that those books contain the coding for Apollo 11, the software that made the moon landing possible? As a young woman in the 60s, operating in an environment which was, and still remains, heavily dominated by men, and not to mention the fact that computer science as we know it was just coming into existence, Margaret hurdled over these barriers, leading a team which contributed to one of the greatest technological achievements known to man. My name's Flora and I'm Union President at the University of Southampton Students' Union and the woman I admire most is my grandmother. She's the living embodiment of a strong independent woman, like she's been living on her own for years. She's somebody who I think really empowers me and my two sisters. She's just this wonderful, inspiring person. I don't think I'd be doing the sort of stuff I I do now without her in my life. My name's Sophia and I am a blogger from Manchester and I'm finding it really hard to pick one woman in particular that inspires me above all others because there's so many but I guess my top pick inspiration is um, Sophia Amoruso. It's just because I think she's a really awesome lady. I, f- I find it really admirable how she built herself up and how she became this businesswoman, you know, how she created the brand that is Nasty Gal. And then how open and honest she was about, you know, her failings. She kind of has managed to turn the chips being down into something incredible and totally inspiring that now is the um, Girl Boss brand. And she sort of turned that negativity on its head to create a positive message for other women and inspire other women. I guess you can't really argue with that. That's kind of cool, isn't it? I am finding it just as difficult as you to choose uh, my most inspirational women. Um, Obviously, there are so many incredible women out there. Um, Some of the obvious ones being, of course, Malala, um, the Pakistani activist who was shot in the head by the Taliban um, whilst campaigning for women to be educated. Um, She won a Nobel Prize. She's written a book called I Am Malala, which is so inspirational. Um, You definitely have to read it. And she's only 20. It's absolute madness. She is an incredible, incredible woman. Obviously, um, I feel like I can't do a podcast about International Women's Day without mentioning the suffragettes. I mean, without the work they did, I wouldn't be standing here today recording my podcast. Emily Davison, when she threw herself in front of the King's Horse at the Epsom Derby, um, raised such awareness for women's suffrage. And it was because of her and because of all of those women risking their lives, risking, um, you know, the welfare of their family, risking their jobs. that We now have the right to vote. We have the right to own our own money. We have the right to have a voice. And um, I'm sure... 
you know, I'm not the only one in feeling eternally grateful for the work that those women did. I actually rewatched the film Suffragettes recently and um, it's so moving. I mean, I just cried at the end for, for hours because I just felt this sort of surge of gratitude to the women that have enabled us to do all the things we do today. Um, go and watch it. If you don't know much about the suffragettes, go and watch it. It's a, it's a great way to learn. It's a brilliant film. And it's got Kerry Mulligan in it as well, who I absolutely love. Finally, I want to talk about two women who are a bit closer to home and a bit more 2018. Uh, first of all, a girl called Liv Jones. Now, Liv is 14 and she goes to school like a normal 14-year-old does. And um, a load of new classrooms were being built in her school. Someone suggested that the classrooms should be named after historical figures. And when all the names were kind of put into the hat, um, there were very few women in the running. And Liv thought, well, hang on a minute. How on earth are we supposed to aspire to be incredible great women if we haven't got the names of incredible great women around us every day while we're learning at school. So she set up a petition, which is called Rooms of Our Own. You can look it up, just Google it and it'll come up straight away. And the petition was for 50% of the classrooms to be named after famous historical women which I think is pretty fair. If that's not equal representation, then I don't know what is. Of course, because we don't live in a perfect world, she received um, quite a lot of backlash from the campaign. The campaign did go completely and utterly viral after Caitlin Moran tweeted about it. But there's always one, isn't there? There's always the odd person calling her a feminazi and all this awful stuff. Um, She's actually moved schools now, um, partly because of the campaign. But I just want to say, Liv, I think you're incredible. Um, At 14, I would not have been brave enough to do that especially when going through all the other rubbish um, that you have to deal with when you're 14 and you know what even if Liv doesn't win this battle I sincerely hope that she carries on fighting the cause and fighting for equal representation secondly I want to talk about Amica George now I don't want to go on about Amica too much because I have actually got her um, in a podcast upcoming about periods very soon But Amica is also only a teenager and she is campaigning for free menstrual products for schoolgirls from low income families. Um, you You might remember in the news there was a huge thing recently about a lot of women not being able to afford sanitary products and having to use things like socks and things like um, loads and loads of toilet paper rolled up instead of, say, a sanitary towel or a tampon. It meant that these girls were missing school. They were obviously missing their education. Um, And when I say missing, you know, some of them were missing up to a few months of school um, every time they had their period, obviously. Not only has Amica started this campaign whilst doing her A-level exams to get her to university, she's organised a peaceful protest outside Parliament campaigning for free periods. And she started a petition that has already gained over 150 thousand signatures uh, campaigning for young women that already receive free school meals to receive free sanitary products in schools too. Amica is so cool. She's the loveliest, most down-to-earth uh, young woman ever. I think she's incredible. Um, please go and sign the petition. On Twitter, she is at Amica George. I'm sure she would value your support so much. 
My name is Rose and I am 17 years old from Portsmouth and the woman who inspires me the most is Sophie Hannington. She was a foster child just like me and as you approach 17 to 18 years old you become a care leaver. A care leaver learns the responsibilities of life with help from a personal advisor. You will learn to cook, manage bills and basic life skills. Unfortunately Sophie did not make it past 16 years old in care as she found herself homeless living on the streets or on people's sofas. Sophie tried to take her own life at one point because she felt very lonely and depressed. I am happy to say that Sophie is now living a very successful and happy life which she loves very much. Sophie left school with no qualifications and found it very hard to stick into college. Now at the age of 25 she has a very healthy career in accounting. Sophie also gives back to children and young adults in care as much as she can. She volunteers at residential camps for children in care and she loves to spread her story to motivate other care leavers that there is light at the end of the tunnel. At Christmas Sophie raised gifts for care leavers and with the help of many people she managed to raise over 2,000 gifts. Also she will be sleeping sleeping in a box on the street to raise awareness and money for a local charity to support homeless people. I feel so proud to know Sophie and I am so inspired by this incredible woman. My name is Laura and I am a compliance and ethics officer. The woman in my life who has most inspired me is my mentor, Christy Granhart. A few years ago, I read her book entitled How to Be a Wildly Effective Compliance Officer. Soon after, I reached out to her, subsequent to some mild online stalking, and she graciously agreed to meet me for dinner. As a businesswoman, entrepreneur, writer and speaker, her guidance and compassion has changed my life. Not only has she encouraged me to go to law school, her constant enthusiasm and advocate for my career has given me more confidence and joy in my professional life than I ever thought possible. She continues to redefine the term success with three books, an award-winning startup and a profound impact on the compliance industry she amazes me every day and her unfaltering belief in me and others around her makes her my inspiration. My name's Amy, I'm a primary school teacher from Milton Keynes and my um, inspirational woman who inspires me is my friend Natasha. Unfortunately at um, only just turned 26 she lost her dear husband to cancer and throughout it all she was incredibly brave, so strong. She still um, kept working and giving her role as a social worker, caring for others whilst also caring for her husband she's so brave and has always been so so positive so she is an amazing woman an amazing human being my name is Jahangir and I'm a final year medical student at the University of Southampton one woman who's inspired me in medicine is Professor Nina Modi the president of the Royal College of Pediatrics and Child Health I met Professor Modi at the Healthcare Leadership Academy where she shared her experiences of leadership and inspired me to break glass ceilings now while I'm here I'd also like to give a massive shout out to the women who study medicine 15-20 years ago women were underrepresented in medicine and now over half the population of medical students are women so that's been a massive massive positive movement for equality and diversity my name is Corey. i run a social media consultancy based in london and the woman who inspires me is emily weiss who is the founder of beauty company glossier and emily started glossier as a blog which she used to work on between 4am and 8am before going off to her day job 
and now it is an international beauty company. They just raised 52 million in their latest round of fundraising and Emily's amazing to follow on Instagram as well. So the final woman I'd like to talk about today is Carrie Gracie. Uh, Now, you might remember Carrie. She um, is the ex-BBC China editor and recently and famously resigned due to uh, gender pay inequality at the BBC. Six months ago, we discovered the um, pay discrepancies at the BBC. They affected me very directly. I've spent the intervening time trying to put them right um, through an equal pay complaint, through a formal grievance... I've repeatedly told management that I would not find it possible to go back to China in the new year without the grievance resolved. Um, It is still unresolved. And I cannot collude in what I see as unlawful pay discrimination. Now, having had first-hand experience myself of gender pay inequality, um, I completely understand where Carrie Gracie is coming from. Um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that she is undervalued purely because of her gender. And I find it incredibly frustrating that in 2018, this issue has still not been resolved. I just find it absolutely mind-blowingly bonkers that two people can do exactly the same job and yet one of them is paid more by a circumstance which isn't the other person's fault okay i've got a new rule um let's pay brown-haired people more than blonde-haired people because they're probably better at the job oh and you i like your funny mole here's a bonus 200 quid no i'm sorry sort it out this is ridiculous i'm throwing it out there I'm fairly intelligent. I'm no Oxbridge grad. My IQ is probably average. But there's a lot of jobs I could do. And my blood boils to think that I would be paid less money because I have a vagina than a bloke. So Carrie, I have the utmost respect for you. I wish I'd been as brave as you've been. And anyone who's listening to this who's been in a similar position, don't let anyone ever value you less because of your genitals. And on that note, Massive thank you to um, all of you for listening to this International Women's Day special edition of The Female Struggle Is Real. If you loved it, please, please go and share it. Tell all your friends about it. Write me a little review on the iTunes app. Um, That would be amazing. And just one final last thing. Um, All of those lovely, lovely messages you sent in about women uh, that inspire you. Just remember that they all believed they could, so they did. So you believe that you can... And do. Yes, cringe quote to finish the podcast. I'm Ben. I work in television production and I live in Southampton. The most inspirational woman in my life is my mum. She taught me that it was okay to be different and to do my own thing. She constantly opened my eyes to new culture and art and music when I was growing up. And it's something that I'm so grateful for now. So thanks, mum. You're my inspirational woman. My name is Hayley Smith. I'm the director of Boxed Out PR. The woman who inspires me the most and who I adore is Sammy Andrews. Sammy has had an amazing career and she's barely in her 30s. Her current venture is as the director of Deviate Digital, as well as working with some of the most incredible musicians in the world. She's a massive advocate for women in music and business, and though she's not my mentor, she has always been there for me. 
She's helped me and has been a huge part of my own business story. Sammy, you are a powerhouse and a huge inspiration. She's always on the move, usually to the top. Doing amazing things is one of the hardest working women I know. And I'm super excited to be working even more closely with her this year. My name is Lauren and I'm a full-time nurse at the moment. And I'm also a full-time liverboard upon a sailboat, which I live on with my partner. With this in mind, my inspiration is obviously sailing-orientated and... Um, It comes in the form of a young lady called Laura Decker, who is a New Zealand-born Dutch sailor who actually became the youngest person to circumnavigate the globe single-handedly in 2010, and she did this at the age of 16. It took her 518 days to complete this, and I just think she is an amazing inspiration because... She didn't let limitations um, stop her from what she wanted to achieve and what she was passionate about. I actually saw a quote on Pinterest which I thought reflected both Laura Decker and also International Women's Day. Alone by herself, she built the kingdom that she wanted. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.